Welcome to the 4A Music Podcast. I'm Charlie. I'm Alexandria. I'm Amy. On this week's pod, a timeline of African-American music, Silk Sonic sexually bowing out of the Grammy consideration, instruments with chaotic auras, new music, and more. First off, what's new? What's on y'all's mind? I went to a cool open mic. Um, it was in Harlem. And it was at someone's house, which was cool. Uh, and it was like, they had the whole like tech setup going on with like recording. But it was very chill, which I liked. And everyone was really nice. It was kind of like a pop scene. One of those like, mm, and everyone's like, oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> But like in a but in a cool way, you know what I mean. Um, but it was cool. It was like I sang an original, and that was exciting because then it just made me a little more inspired to like work on it. If you haven't already, check out Amy Azara on all oh, streaming no. platforms. Or sure, <laughs> I hate that. I'm always like, ah, don't look at me, look at me, don't look at me. But no, it's fun, and everyone was super like kind and it was the first time I had been in like a new environment a new group environment where people were trying to meet each other <laughs> since college <laughs> so it was exciting for me I felt like a little awkward <laughs> but I did my best hi my name is Amy I know how to socialize <laughs> I'm like <laughs> but it was cool I feel that that's cool were people like playing instruments or was it like tracks and stuff or it was instruments. It was like a piano and then they had a DI for right for bass and guitar and yeah. stuff like that. So it was mostly duos, but they did have like a couple mics. So there were some cool like vocal duo trio moments as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was kind of a mix of things. Have either of you been to like a rent party? Like the No. no. Do you know any, do you know what that is or what? No. Yeah, like people more? pay and then you can pay rent by the end of the party. You pay your rent, yeah. <gasps> oh my like gosh. People, people will like, well, usually it's like there's like music happening or something. But or there'll the, be like but beer by the or end? something. <laughs> but, you got, but like you come in and you just give like $10 or whatever you can give and you come in and people are playing and it's like a party, but like you almost kind of do like a cover and then they use that to like pay the rent wow. or sometimes it's just to pay for beer or something, but. Um, that's smart that is. yeah this I was a few of those I, when i was in new york it was cool really i wanted yeah. to, I, I would be down to go this was weirdly free <laughs> i was like <laughs> how is this free i don't know like there was food there so i was like shouldn't i be like anyway the best cool. things in life are free. <laughs> free that sounds like a quote anyway <laughs> i think so, it it's is a song, i think it's a song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I think it is. Anyways. What's on? Um, I guess I'll go. My, uh, I had my first gig uh, playing piano and singing. And that was surprisingly very hard. I have a newfound respect for people who can do that. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. He's not here, but Peter Eldridge, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. And like Diana Crawl, I'm like, well, oh, you guys um have a lot of thinking going on here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was fun, and uh, yeah, I would do it again just to like push myself to practice piano one. 
and then to really um i don't know like some of those pop tunes like you have to really know the form mm-hmm. so like i was like oh does this act do i actually go here or what what am i doing right here uh this is bridge maybe okay here we go bridge yeah um but to really like know the forms of tunes and yeah i don't know i i, I really enjoyed it um made yeah no no how long was it how long was the gig the piano thing that was three hours yeah six wow. to nine three sets um, yeah that's a lot did you take breaks yeah 15 minute breaks which was nice so we did 45 minutes and 15 minute break four or five minutes well uh, the pop stuff you almost have to like know the piano part because like it doesn't sound yeah. right without like the like you know what i mean like it no you sound are correct like, some of like the Elton John stuff or some of that stuff. It's like it. It's like oh, okay, that's what song it is. But it's like Billy Joel too. There's Billy Joel stuff where it's like if you. It sounds. It's like a totally different scene if you kind of like have the part in some yeah. fake book or something. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. For some of the tunes, like I actually learned like the intros because that was like, like can we talk? Like mm. that had like a pretty iconic intro. Like I want to dance with somebody. Like pretty iconic intro. I was like, I should probably learn <laughs> these. And I definitely flubbed, but like they knew the intention was I love there. that. They got the gist of it. <laughs> yeah. Were people, was it like a listening gig? Were people uh, listening? Yeah, people were listening, actually. Like it was at a restaurant, but people were listening. Like a few people came up and like talked to us. That's cool. Um, there was one couple, they just like sat right in front of us and like listened the whole time. The, the, dude man person was really digging it and the woman person she dug some songs but not all of them mm. but so, it was really funny if someone played it like i played i don't want no scrubs the scrubs yeah I can. everybody knew that song almost everybody brought a tip after <gasps> i started singing that are song. you serious no it's hilarious i was like oh I if i place like <laughs> no scrubs each time will i get more tips <laughs> imagine that becomes like your like send off you're like yeah. see you it's guys like every set every set. yeah 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 <laughs> that's funny but yeah it was a good gig what about you charlie what's going up in charlie world um well I, yeah i've been thinking well i've been trying to kind of like get into the halloween vibe so i've been thinking about um halloween songs so you know we're probably in our next probably next week i think we're going to be doing our like four for four ray which is maybe news for both of you <laughs> but next week i think we'll do our four for four ray uh halloween kind of like spooky vibes. songs so i've been yeah. kind of thinking about all that um but yeah, I just like the season. I think it's great. There's like a lot going on. It's like kind of overwhelming a little bit, but um, yeah, it's cool. There's just a lot going on. Like basketball season started. There's like oh, stuff yeah. coming out, you know. I don't know. There's a lot of cool stuff. So that's kind of um, that's kind of what I'm thinking. And I and I wanted to put out there too. Anybody's listening to this, um, if you have. Uh, favorite Halloween songs or like spooky songs or any of that kind of stuff. Hit us up. Let us know um, in the comments and all that kind of stuff. Let us know on Instagram. I think tomorrow we're going to be putting up a little, a little question like poll kind of situation f for people to list their favorite Halloween songs, and we're going to do that thing. 
Yeah. But yeah, that was like yeah. a very inside baseball foray stuff. But I've been thinking about that a lot. Like the you know the leaves are changing. It's all cool. Yeah, the foliage it, is beautiful. Oh yes, not really in the city. Yeah. No offense. <laughs> but I went to the Adirondacks <laughs> and also Connecticut, and both of those places were astounding. Yeah, I've, yes. all my train rides. I bet. And I'm like, ooh, is Boston is Boston foliagey? Some places. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like Jamaica Plain, you can see some nice foliage. Yeah. Anyways, probably Cambridge is great. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Should we hop into the newsletter? Yes, let's do it. Okay, our first A for this week was a timeline of African-American music um, from Carnegie Hall. Uh, so in particular, this is soprano Jesse Norman and uh, Dr. Portia Maltz Maltzby. I think that's pretty close to probably how you – I've never said that out loud before. Mm -hmm. uh, who's a musicologist and a scholar. Um, uh, as part of a festival that took place in – in 2009, they started developing this kind of inter this timeline of African American music, and um, it's in a really cool place right now. So it's like a it's like an interactive like website where you can go in and like click on uh, different genres and different sort of things and like hear recordings and like see how it's like all connected to each other and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I I've actually been. I think I saw this maybe a month ago or something. I've kind of been sitting on it and um, just kind of like waiting for a break in some of the other news to to maybe kind of bring it up and talk about it. But I think it's really cool and it's a, it's a really great resource. I also do think it's probably flawed slightly just in terms of every every time we talk about genre things. <laughs> um we're kind of missing something or we're making some assumptions or whatever that kind of stuff is. Um, and I, I think probably there are people in working um, actively in some of these genres that have uh, been ostensibly like killed by the timeline. Um, like I think one of the funny things that stuck out to me like right away was that free jazz avant-garde like goes until the end of the seventies and then it's gone. <laughs> and it's just kind of like that's kind of funny to me like and then it doesn't go anywhere and it's like kind of funny to me because it's like well i don't know if you walk into any conservatory in america i think like avant-garde jazz or free jazz is like yeah. alive and well <laughs> it's like yeah. um and i also know like a lot of my contemporaries and people that are doing things that it's like I, you know, they're playing stuff that's pretty contemporary, or that's pretty, um, that's pretty avant-garde, I would say, yeah. you know, like a, a lot of like the new music that's coming out of the people that are identifying as jazz musicians, like it's pretty avant-garde. Um, and the, the only one that's the only jazz category in the timeline that's like still going is traditional jazz, which I think is kind of really? funny. Yeah, that's the that's the one that like goes to the 2020s. The other one stops. So like jazz, hip hop fusion ends at the end of the 2010s. Jazz fusion ends at the at the um at the end of the 1990s. So I like my I think my primary critis, criticism of the timeline is that like stuff stops on it. And some of the mm, stuff it yeah. makes sense because it's kind of like 
it's kind of been eaten up by bigger categories, you know, but, um, but I would just probably kind of just keep a lot of that stuff going. Um, or even if they wanted to make the color like less vibrant or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's going like by amount of streams or something. Like <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I would just I would just keep a lot. Like I think jazz fusion is still happening. Like Pat Metheny is out there still like selling out, um, selling out big rooms, playing basically jazz fusion, you know, but also traditional mm -hmm. jazz, but also like avant-garde stuff, but also kind of smooth jazz. And like those are all things that have kind of gone away. It's kind of interesting too. Like Neo Soul ends at Ends. like like mm -hmm. the neo soul line kind of stops before the 2010s which is kind of shocking to me um because i have a lot of students that are like super into neo soul and want and are making new mm -hmm. brand new neo soul um so it's just kind of interesting like i think you know we can kind of have some of this conversation but it's like wait and um, r&b stopped too <laughs> yeah it's kind of weird like i think i think like I've heard a lot of people say something to the effect that like pop music now is really hip hop. You know, mm -hmm. it's like really, that's kind of like the, maybe the, one of the better clear ways to describe it. And I don't know if that's how, how you all feel. I feel like hip hop is like really dominant um, culturally yeah. and musically and all that kind of stuff. But, but I don't know. I think there's also, there is also pop music like that, that, that feels just like pop, you know? Yeah. Um, I also feel like I don't have a good sense of what people know because of, of liking musicians that are maybe not like past like the musician radar or something like that. Like sometimes I'll name someone that I thought everyone knew and then like someone who's not really that into music will be like, who? And then, get, and then I get confused. Because like a lot yeah. of what I listen to is so much like original songwriter, like sort of like such a mix of like so many different things yeah and oh. well you know and like part of why genres and stuff were important oh, a few years ago you know like in the radio age i think about like why genres are important because that would kind of determine what was on different stations and on different yeah. like radio shows and stuff and then it started to be kind of like it was important because it was like that's at least for some things like that might be where it was going to be in the record store or the CD store or something like in Best Buy. It's yeah. like, Oh, here's all the <laughs> hip hop stuff or something, or here's like yeah. rock or whatever. But it's like, once you're, once we are in this like, you know, kind of purely completely digital world, then it's like, um, even playlists, uh, aren't as much like broken up that way anymore. You know, I think about like how people are finding new music and stuff. It's kind of like, mm -hmm. there are all these little, there's all this like metadata. So like if someone listens to Amy, if someone listens to your, your EP, right? Like there would be metadata that would be like this and this and this and this, and there might be like 20 bits of data. And like one of those things might connect to like a jazz artist, but none of them might connect to like a folky poppy thing or something or a singer songwriter yeah. thing or like someone that's doing stuff with piano in it or you know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, um, there's kind of this like post genre world where that we're kind of living in, but we're still like holding on to this, these terms as a way to like talk about it with each other and to like mm -hmm. get some handle on the, the vast amount of, of music that's out yeah. there. Yeah. I think humans tend to do that with everything that we 
can't really um, understand is like we try to put in everything in a box, like we like we do that with a lot of things. Um, I don't, I don't, nothing is coming to my mind right now. But like, even if like we have to say, oh, this person <coughs> is carnivorous, or this person is omnivorous, this person is herbivorous. Like you know, it's like, okay, cool. What does it matter? <laughs> or like, I think it happens a lot with like people's tendencies too, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Or like, or, well, I'm this, an introvert. Yeah. Or I'm an extrovert. Or well, I'm not an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> or you know what I mean? It's it's such like carpent carp. Compartmentalization, compartmentalization, compartmentalization. Yeah. In order to somewhat understand maybe what's going on, because they we can't understand. Yeah, um, I think that makes sense. I, you know, honestly, like the I think the place where I feel problematic with some of this categorizing that happens is when it feels like limiting or something. You know, like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like it's one thing it's like oh this is kind of helpful but i maybe it's not possible for to have one and not the other like maybe it's mm-hmm. maybe it's just going to be inevitable that it's kind of almost like safety things where it's like oh you're going to feel less freedom to do everything you want to do but if you want to be safe you know it's like oh like seatbelts or something you know it's yeah. like oh you, like i don't want to wear my seatbelt oh okay whatever you know but it's like it for the for the you know to have at least some mm. amount of safety, it's like, well, we need to have some of this, and you're less free to like move about the cabin or something, or like roll around <laughs> in your car, um, or whatever. But it, you know, there, there's like some trade off with some. There's like some good, some bad of it. Um, and I, and ultimately with this timeline, I think it's like really important work, and it's it's really mm. cool, and yeah. I'm sure that they have like been really thoughtful about it, and that they would be open to. Um, you know, some of these things and they're just trying to probably keep it clear as possible and not just have everything like start in like the 1900s and then just like at 1900 and then just everything. (laughs) And it's like, it's maybe less helpful that way. Yeah. Yeah, It's almost like the beginning of the lines are more important than maybe the end or something. Yeah. Or like the the um, connections between. They can give a description of why or what they're looking for. Right. And if you do click on, so if you click on any one of these genres, you know, like mm-hmm. they'll, they go, it goes to pictures and it goes to examples of artists and it goes to recordings and it goes to explanation and stuff. So it's like, so really awesome. the timeline is just a, is just a beginning point. But like, this is kind of like textbooks where it's like people read a history textbook and they think like that's like the whole <laughs> yeah, story. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, everyone agrees with that. You know what I mean? That there's no debate about what that thing is. And it's like, um, and this is kind of like that too, where it's like, you see the thing and you're like, oh, okay, that's, I'm just going to memorize that. And that's the truth. And it's like, well, I'm sure if we talk to somebody who is like primarily like an R&B artist or something like that, they would like, look at this and be like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Like what, you know, um, like did disco really end in the 19, 19- in the 1980s or whatever because like i just in an ensemble today i had a student play a disco song that's like by harry styles and it's like Mm. that's disco (laughs) you know it's like (laughs) we're doing disco stuff and it's like you know um so so yeah but 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 i thought i thought it was just cool a cool thing to highlight and to like and to like have conversations about and um just like people are memorizing like the canon of like old um white 
uh, European composers. I hope that we're also kind of like looking at this and like talking about this and this is getting shared around and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that was that's my A for the week. What um, our next Yay. A had to do next with um, uh, had to do with Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Yes, I found this really interesting. I like came across this and I was like, huh? And then I said, this is my A for the week. <laughs> uh, basically, they're not submitting their album to the Grammys. They already won Grammys on this album, which this confused me is I guess it's just like it overlapped in the circuit. Is that what's going on here? Basically, That's kind of what they I won. Too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Basically, they they've gotten like some. They basically swept yeah. at the last Grammys. <laughs> yeah, they like they were the people of the night. I mean, rightfully so. The album is like insane. Such a cool collaboration. Um, and I, I think this move is like pretty badass. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, just because I think it's super humble, and I don't really, I don't super see that a ton. I don't think. Like, I just feel like even if. Even if it's not a bad thing, people are just always so in their own lane and like trying to get the thing and doing the next thing and having the whatever. And so I think this is a really cool move because not only does it kind of make room for other artists to be like featured and celebrated and like getting a Grammy is a big deal. So it kind of opens like that opportunity for those people. It's also just, I just think it's like um, a selfless move on their part because like, there's no reason why they couldn't submit and like mm. keep winning and all these things. Mm. And to me, I think that's cool because it means that their intention like transcends whatever credit or like, um, what is the word for, for awards? Like accolades. Yeah. Accolades <laughs> that they could, could receive from it. Yeah. And let's, so, and to clarify, so this is Silk Sonic. The, uh, Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack. I didn't. I did like a very weird intro about that, but but <laughs> sorry, that's I also didn't say. <laughs> and they and so 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 what the thing is is they won for the song "Leave the Door Open." Yeah. So they won Song of the Year, uh, Best R and B Song, and Best R and B Performance. They also won Record of the Year, which is I, I think like when you do a single, it's kind of like the it old was way. Still about the song. Yeah, it was like. Because when you do the single, I think the old way is like, oh, that's a record with mm. like an A side and a B side kind of a thing, like the single mm. for that. So I think that's what they won. And then they decided that they're not going to submit the whole Silk Sonic album for uh, album of the year, R&B album, all of that kind of stuff. But they, but they were technically... Because like I think the single came out in time for last year's Grammys, oh, and then the sense. album came there out, <laughs> like album full album released in time for like this year, like the twenty twenty three Grammys gotcha. thing. So so they're like, no, we're cool. They're like the vibe we got for Leave the Door Open was like enough, yeah. like for us. But they also like worded it really funny. Like, oh my god, um, hilarious. So Bruno Mars said, uh, Silk Sonic would like to gracefully, humbly. And most importantly, sexually bow out of submitting our album this year. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just um, yeah, it's very endearing. It's also very on brand. Uh, for yeah. Silk Sonic. Yeah. So it's cool. I, I don't know. How do you all feel about like the 
the Grammys in general or the Grammys specifically, but just kind of like these kind of awards and stuff. Like that's so hilarious. Oh no, because like um, like um, what's his face? Robert Glasper just posted. I held up a phone to my you ta- ear. You talked to Robert Glasper on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> no. He posted something on Instagram, like where he was like acting like he was on the phone, mm. like for his four-year consideration post, and he was like talking about, you know, all, like the um, contradiction that most or the what's the word that starts with an H? Wow, hi, 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 not hypochondriac, <laughs> hyperbole. <laughs> no, hypocrite. That's oh. the word, hypocrite. <laughs> 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 you can see where my brain is. <laughs> um, but he was like saying, yeah, it's all about the music, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, like typical hippie musical musician answers to like what people think. And then like as he's doing this, he's like, oh, yeah, like uh, he holds up note cards that one says like I heart the Grammys, mm. like um, I love awards. Um, and then he holds up his like Black Radio 3 note card like vote please vote for me <laughs> type wow. thing where it's like well there's this like weird um thing Dichotomy. in our, yeah where like maybe we don't really care about grammys all that much because we know it's like highly politicized but at the same time like validation from getting a grammy is like astronomical so yeah i don't know i'm still i'm still figuring that out same that's where I've been because I also same with competitions. I'm like, dang it, they really do seem to help people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm like anti-competition. Yeah. I just haven't like. I think it's a separate thing to get in that grind of like releasing on time or submitting on time and like the type of circuit. It's just not like very. It's just like it's like a grind part of the industry rather than the music part. It's like you know the business part rather than the music part of it so I just sometimes I'm like dang people cool I don't know (laughs) I don't know I think that Grammys are cool though if you get one it's so cool but like but it is so within yourself you're like wow this is (laughs) you know (laughs) just that this is and then a cackle for the people listening on, on the podcast, there was no visual thing. There no. it was just, you know. <laughs> no, I think um, what you're saying is like, I don't have fully formed thoughts about it because it's all just kind of stymieing to me. I'm like, this is cool, but weird, but nice. And yeah. what? Like if you have in the, like, let's say in the jazz piano category, you have, um, Keith Jarrett and then <laughs> I don't think there's a jazz piano category in the Grammys by the way <laughs> I there think, isn't I think there's there like isn't. a jazz instrumental or something or yeah like, I just made it saying? up just to be <laughs> non-problematic unproblematic like, let's say you had Keith Jarrett and then yeah. you had um Martin Martin Bejarano <laughs> and then you had Danilo Perez and then you had um let's say new Sean Mason new young guy who are you gonna give the Grammy to and the, the of course everybody has seen Keith Jarrett's name for the past 40 years so mm. if you're a voter and you said oh yeah I voted for Keith before it's just like a regular election oh yeah incumbent like I've seen their name before yeah, it's yeah. interesting. I don't know. That's how I 
perceive some of them. It's like if let's jazz jazz voice is kind of weird because every jazz saxophone. It's like Coltrane against like you know me. Kenny like, Garrett. Kenny yeah, Garrett. <laughs> yeah. I, the, by the way, I I think the voice Grammy thing is like pretty weird all the time. Like I think the only one like, I can get behind really is like probably kurt elling winning so many of those or something and i just because it was like he he was really dominant like at that mm. time when he was doing that but um and he still is i guess but the but he he won a few in a row <sighs> that's exactly it yeah the cackle my, and then the sigh yeah i mean so explicitly my personal view about awards and all this kind of stuff is I think they're super lame. I hate, I hate all of it, but I recognize that it's like a part of the game or something. It's part of the biz. I think there's like a privilege to, or something to like not caring about them or something, or mm. like not, not hustling for them because mm. it's like, so if you're famous enough or you have, you have enough money to have like a publicist and the record label is like pushing the thing, like they're doing all the hustling for that. You know, like Taylor Swift doesn't have to say anything yeah. about it. She's yeah. not making Instagram posts like vote for me, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but like jazz musicians and like people that are maybe more in the middle bracket of things where it's like their, their album is legitimately being considered, but they don't you know, they're paying for themselves to go to the Grammys and they have to like pay for their clothes and they, and like, yeah. you know, they're hustling to try to get, get attention. It's like, well, it kind of makes sense as part of the game. It also, for me is like a musician and a fan of music and a fan of these people. It's kind of, it, to me, it actually feels like slightly sad to see these, to see Instagram posts, like, you know, consider my blah, blah, blah. And I'm kind of yeah. like, Ugh. You know, like, um, <laughs> you know, I didn't even know you. I follow you, and I'm, I'm a fan or something. I didn't even know you had an album out until right now. You know, and wow. it's like yeah. maybe it would have been, maybe there's a different way to do that or something. <laughs> but that's the interesting thing too. This is a different thing. But I've been seeing this poster for that movie with Julia Roberts and other another famous other people anyway that crash and burn but um <laughs> i've been seeing it everywhere and i'm like dang it like marketing really does work but they have that like it's just yeah. such a hard thing to start doing unless what you're saying like unless you have like a ton of bread or like you're already yeah. famous yeah yeah otherwise it's like these like shape-shifted like you know yeah it's Look all this it's kind of like a, it's a big kind of game it's like a big ponzi scheme in some ways because it's like um it's like all this stuff. All of it is so tricky. Like, oh, yeah, you can't get booked at this venue unless you already have a million f Instagram followers or something. It's like, mm -hmm. how are you supposed to get a million Instagram followers? Or, you know, like the, um, you know, are you going to pay money to promote your th new album on Instagram and Facebook and stuff? And it's like, um, I think we've talked about this before. Like, 80, like I think like 80% of all marketing is like dollars is goes through two companies google and meta or like google oh and facebook God. you know and it's like and then there's and there's one award show really in town like the grammys that like sucks up a lot of oxygen and there's there are things like downbeat and ja like jazzes and all that kind of stuff like there are things like that and i think that stuff matters but um yeah it just it feels weird that it's like um i just wish they were kind of more 
more game more games or, or like more opportunities and more games and all that kind of you know like more games to yeah play not just like more. one yeah, yeah yeah this is true um, but that but that's kind of where we are right now it's like big the big fish big fish are like sucking up all the oxygen yeah um, speaking that's of, why i love uh, when oh sorry. oh sorry that's no what, i was what gonna say love? that's when i love when artists who are big kind of do the thing where they like put their arm around someone that they know in real life that maybe has a smaller audience. I think that can be like a really cool, like organic um, move by people. Yeah. Like, like people with finding, collabs and uh, stuff. finding someone else on Instagram or like that, yeah. that they like. And then, and then it's like, and Oh, like come do a few shows on the tour, you know, yeah. or whatever yeah. that like. Yeah. Like headlining opening. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, should we talk about TikTok now? Oh yeah. TikTok. We didn't mention TikTok. TikTok's also in the game. Um, oh my god! And like uh, in great, in really good ways, and in, in in not so good ways. I mean, this is kind of it's actually kind of along the same lines. So, mm -hmm. Alexandria, what's up with TikTok? Um. So I was just like doing my usual midnight scroll through <laughs> the TikTok. <laughs> um. And I came across this video. Um, I don't know if y'all were in the time of Vine, but I was I just definitely. Really... No, I actually didn't miss it, but I wasn't <laughs> cool. Anyway, what? I was no, definitely I alive, but I was. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I'm the only I think... Viner. No, no, no. I think I was in like middle school and everyone had Vine, but I didn't have a phone. Where's the chapstick? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I remember this guy, Aaron, went viral on um vine for the golden girls theme song thank you for being a friend ba -da 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 -da, yeah yeah that one so nice. i was like okay so i see him again well actually my mother the first thing my mother sends me this tiktok of i it looks like a homeless man is singing <laughs> or lip singing and she's like oh my gosh alex he has such a great voice and I was like, mom, this is not his voice. <laughs> yeah, you have to like press the sound and then it, it leads you to the original video. Mm -hmm. And so anyways, I was scrolling and Aaron shows up and he's like, um, he's a little upset that uh, people are posting his sound from the Golden Girls theme song, but they're not giving him credit for it. Um, they're just kind of like, the renaming the sound and like taking the credit for it and um i i like was like oh my gosh are you kidding me or like somebody would be lip syncing to his sound and like in the comments it'll be like oh my gosh you have such a beautiful voice and the the person would reply thank you and i'm like really the audacity to reply thank you for a voice that isn't even your own yeah um so i was like oh like TikTok has been like a great place for some artists. Like it's launched so many people's careers that we know, like Kat Burns, Olivia Rodrigo, um, Lim Paid, I think her name is. Even Samara Joy, like she has mm. such a huge following on on TikTok. Um, but at the same time, it's like Thundercat has a chokehold on TikTok right now with them changes. Like has has an absolute chokehold on on TikTok, and I'm sure none of them know who Thundercat is. Yeah, or few, you know, or, something. or few know few some few know who Thundercat is, 
or like but I see what you're saying it just turns into this like oh this sound. Ha, ha, we're doing yeah it's like it's than- and and sometimes like the sound you're people are lip syncing to the sound people don't have the time to check out who actually created the sound so it's like um I hate uh, I don't want to sound too harsh but like erasure seems like the the word that I came up with is just like erasure of like the artist in within that entity like I'm posting it. How am I like going to lip sync over somebody else's voice, then t- take credit for it? That's like erasure in, in definition. Yeah. You're like literally taking that person away, taking away that person's artistry and whatever. So I like, I've been battling TikTok in, in my brain. <laughs> and like, how can it be this like great space for creators, for people to be weird and, and great, um, but have that. And other people enjoy that same, you know, enjoy it with them. But at the same time, recognize, hey, this is like their own, like intellectual property and all these, that and the third. I hope I made sense. But yeah, you did. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll put the sound in a different place on the screen or like put it in a different color that's more eye catching so they can understand that it's not, you know this person doing something but yeah thank you tiktok yeah. but no thank you tiktok <laughs> yeah i think there are probably a lot of things at play here you know part of it is that um so like youtube is like very hardcore about this where oh it's God, like if there's yeah. any audio that's like from another thing it's like it's like as you're uploading it it's like by the way, copyright claim. Yeah. there are copyright, we have copyright feelings about this. Lawyers have said, hey, what's up? Um, <laughs> yeah. And like part, I think part of that is like legitimately, or I, I, I'm not a lawyer, let me say that. But I think like part of this is Google's an American company. TikTok is owned by ByteDance, which is a Chinese company. And mm. um, China is like, super doesn't care about American intellectual property, <laughs> like <laughs> aggressively doesn't care about intellectual property from other countries. And so there could be some of that in in play, but there's this other element that's um, that I've read about recently and I wish I could cite my source on this, but I don't remember. <laughs> but basically that like the in in like the digital culture, like online, it's actually people actually feel like it's more credible what they're saying if if they pretend like they came up with the idea and they don't cite their sources. Like they're not citing sources. They're just like, here's the stuff. It doesn't matter where it came from. Like this is just the thing, which is the opposite of like academia, where in <laughs> yeah. academia, like, well, first of all, your teachers make you do this stuff, but it actually makes you look much more credible if you can cite your sources because then you put your you put yourself in this club like yeah. once, like once you soar, like once you cite so and so, like you cite David Ake or something in a paper, then it's like <laughs> we're in the club now. Like we're yeah. look at us, we're scholars. Like we're together. <laughs> yes. I read his paper or their book or whatever that is, and I on page ninety seven. This is what it says. You can go look it up. You can check and the receipts. And he stamps it too. And yeah. he stamps it too. Yeah. And and like, yeah, and his thing is also cited and you can go back source, like you can go back to the whole train. And that's in academia and that's in, in, in written print. And that's kind of like the old model. But in digital model, what they talk, like what, what certain people have talked about is that like 
actually doing the opposite of that is the is is seen as having more credibility like to to not cite sources to not talk about where things are from um to just be like here's the deal like blah 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 i said this this is my thing um, oh my gosh ah. so what if i like posed as like what if i bought some scrubs and i was like oh i know everything about fingernails and I just told people how to cut their fingernails. People would believe me. And I'm just like, oh, but really, I'm like a musician. It yeah, says so much course. about like the sheep nature of people. Because there's because not a lot of people, I don't think, really think, whoops, that was maybe a little bit high horse. I should probably relax about that. But you know what You're I mean? Like, there's no a lot. No one thinks about anything ever. No, <laughs> no. But I do see people just take things in or like, take it in and put it back out again. And it's like, wait a second, where yeah. was your brain in there? <laughs> Did you like put it through any filters? Oh my <laughs> gosh. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, can I try that? Can I just try putting on a scrub and telling people how to cut their fingernails? Oh yeah, I'm a fingernail expert. That's so. funny that that's Why your first idea. Like take off. Like you're like, I have an evil plan and it's about fingernails. Fingernails. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, but the, the, but like there's and there's like a lot of versions of this too, like um, like uh, headlines for stories, right? In like mm -hmm. the papers and all that kind of stuff yeah. on, on like news websites. Headlines are always really important, but now they're most of what people read. Like most right. people will spend, uh, like most people just read the headlines. Like you go to New York Times and you just scroll through and you read the headlines and you're like, I read the news and like not oh even God. click on any of the stories. You know what I mean? That's actually like yeah. the majority. Um, I think like Axios News was talking about this. This is like a newer kind of news publication. But they were talking about how like uh, how the editor of Axios was like, I used to work for the Washington Post or New York Times or something. And like literally we like n like people would look at the headline and that was it. Like 90 some percent of people like just look at the headline. They don't read the story. And this is like this is like gnarly stuff on Facebook that's happening where people are just mm -hmm. posting links to things and people just see the like see the image of the link and they're like, I got it. I know the story yeah. now. Like they don't click on it. They don't like figure out what the deal is. Um, this is happening in when people report when uh, journalists report on like academic papers, like scientific papers. You know, and they're like, they don't really understand what's happening, but they'll like just cherry pick a little thing and be like, there's life on Mars, you know, yeah. and like oh people gosh. are like, it's possible there could be life on Mars, but we just don't have the, we don't, we, we're not able to go down deep enough to find the water and see if there's like little bugs in it or something. And it's like, there's new <laughs> story, like newsflash, there's life on Mars. We're not alone, you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is just happening constantly and, um, uh, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of work that needs to be to, to be done about like f digital fluency and like all this kind of stuff. But but this is like a distil distillation of this kind of idea where it's like, yeah, people just think it's like people just think I'm singing the Golden Girl song or something, oh <laughs> and oh I'm not. Gosh. I'm not. Um, sorry for that weird like lecture about that. No, I no, think it's I, really interesting. Yeah. I want, yeah, I, I, and I think most people don't, aren't thinking about this, you know. Well, it also know. becomes dangerous in terms of like being able to, well, this sounds a little dark, but deceiving people is so easy. Like auto tune Photoshop now, like yeah. 
lip syncing. It's just like, and it's becoming so accessible. So anybody AI, can just do that. Like we talked about. Oh! <laughs> Amy's like, I was hoping you'd never bring up AI again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, get me started. <laughs> Episode just, two. Just pull the cord, start the <laughs> like engine. Four hours later, I'm still talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about some uh, new music this week. This week was a lot of like um, old friends <laughs> have returned. Um, uh, the PJ Morton um, uh, thing that we talked about maybe over the summer a little bit or in August, yeah, I think yeah. maybe. And then um, and then the Keith Jarrett Bordeaux concert. Uh, these things have kind of like fully released, and 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 the PJ Morton thing is a deluxe version, right? That that yeah, has yeah and it's stuff. like stacked. It's great. It's I'm great. always we were talking about this because <laughs> I don't want to shade him. I love VJ. His website's just like, wait, why why don't you have <laughs> yeah. more things promoted? <laughs> Alex thinks it's because he has his tour dates. So like maybe that is That's, the business move, is what but, Alex yeah. is saying. But he has links to SoundCloud. <laughs> we were like, what is going on? Because then you go to the album and it's like featuring Stevie Wonder, featuring Yay. like I, I mean like a stack Everyone. of other names. It's Nas. like such a killing. It's like you're giving us album. like maybe you're like being humble by sending like links to SoundCloud, but <laughs> PJ, there's no bio. There's about no contact. No, <laughs> it's a PJ, great album though. Great album. Yeah. Album's not on. <laughs> it's not on his website. Not on the website. Can you buy it's like, like a T-shirt or something? No. No merch. Yeah, it that does that doesn't really seem like his his vibe or something. Like it seems like he's like, yeah, I'm just doing my thing, yeah. and like videos will pop up, but it's like you know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it seemed like they promoted the tour. You know, like there was those yeah. Instagram videos and stuff that were really cool. That oh was yeah, kind his of music one, videos. Like, you talked about his music videos and the like concepts that he was going through. I think he yeah. released like three or four more too. Yeah, yeah. I think he's definitely sticking. doing doing that scene yeah yeah and that's okay and and the deluxe version is awesome the uh keith jarrett thing is cool i don't know how much more they're gonna release of him because like he's done playing now you know he yeah. had he had a stroke uh, um and so he doesn't play anymore and it's kind of not hopeful and so um but you know this concert's from 2016, and there's probably a bunch of other stuff in the can, you know, in terms of like stuff yeah. they could release. But and there's already a ton of stuff out there. The, I think this concert's slightly notable because it kind of combines some of the colon con the colon concert stuff, where yeah. it's like a little poppier and like you know just pretty nice kind of stuff. And then what he's been releasing more so recently in the last like five years with solo piano stuff, which is more avant-garde i would say i think we need to call yeah. Car carnegie hall and let them know that like they're still <laughs> avant-garde keith jared um <laughs> and then the other thing this was this was the thing that i you guys have probably never heard of 19 the 1975 that band yes no i haven't you have can't. our roommate is obsessed with yeah them. oh okay. so many people are yeah. a few of okay, my friends cool. have told me about them cool because i i think i, but think I haven't this, done a deep dive I think this band is super cool. I was listening to this album um, this last this last week or so. This is "Being Funny in a Foreign Language." That's the, their new album. Um, yeah, and I think it's like it's really cool. It's got like a lot of stuff right up my alley. Like, 
<laughs> uh, a lot of like 80s vibes, like Phil Collins-y. Um, uh, I don't know. Like that kind of that kind of like musical stuff. But then also like Bon Iver saxophony sounds in the background and a lot of weird synthy things. And it's like very upbeat. There's a lot of stuff going on. Mm. There was like kind of a Christmas song on it. There's a song that's like <laughs> wintry or something. Wintery. And it's like talking about like December 23rd, I think, and like Christmas oh. vibes. And I was like... It's not even Halloween, but I'm here for this. No, like, I'm <laughs> so here for Christmas. <laughs> I'm the always like one holiday well, ahead. Yeah, true. I, this happened with you guys. I, like, I'm like one holiday ahead. Like, it's it's like I'm like ready for Thanksgiving, Christmas. I'm like, let's go, and it's like not yeah, even Halloween yeah. yet. No, I think same. I still think it's September. So I'm really <laughs> I just far feel behind. like conceptually, I like Christmas, like having the tree and like drinking the, yeah. you know. The stores chocolate. are there. I walked into the store. I said, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and that can get annoying because they're like. Bleh, bleh, bleh. And I'm, I was no. really excited because this is like the first time we can like decorate the apartment. So I was like, oh my gosh. Like oh, Christmas know. trees. And I was thinking of a little menorah for our other roommate. Aww. And I was like, oh my gosh. Anyways. Like Sorry. So. Like, it's going to be like a Christmas cow or something somewhere. Probably. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You could be like an, an ornament. Idea, you need like a cow. You need like a cow ornament. We, we should have a tree with just cow ornaments. Okay. No, that's too oh. much. Even for my cow obsession. <laughs> but I would love That's for one too to many cows, there. Amy. And like, they have a cow with like a little jingle bells. <laughs> Okay, anyways, that's uh, that's kind of the newsletter. We did um we had extra credit this week was chaotic instruments. Did you did it, were any of these like funny to any of you? <laughs> to either of you like there was the piano without the black keys and it was like put them back and then there was like, Hi, I'm a mandolin <laughs> and then there's a person nah. with a mandolin as a head and they said, Me too. These are hard, these are all visual gags, so they're uh they're not great to describe, but um, I think out. it's very Charlie humor. Is it? I don't think I all always... these are funny, by the way. I was trying to give like a little mixed bag so that people with different different senses of humor might like some of these. But um, I feel like I always see things like that and go, eh. whoops, that was visual. I got to remember what our medium is. Go, I just made eh. a silly face. It was so silly, everyone. Okay, but anyways, that's a newsletter. Check it out on uh, Substack. Um, Amy, do you want to read us out? Absolutely. Thank you all for listening and supporting for a music. Remember to like and subscribe. And just a note that if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, it does help us a lot and we will read your review next week. Um we so for more <laughs> follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at for a music. Subscribe to our newsletter at foreignmusic.substack.com and check out our website at foreignmusic.com. You never saying, know. <laughs> oh my gosh, one day I'll get it right. Okay, I think we I think I need to like I need to introduce the saying. I agree. Otherwise it just seems it's just it's already like, kind of random, but it seems like <laughs> it just seems like I don't even know what's happening <laughs> if you just do it. So what's no, our, you're what's right, our, Charlie. Okay. Alexandra, so what's our saying for the week? You never know. John Legend. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Mr. Legend. Um, okay, we think you're super. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. First off, <laughs>
<laughs> What's new? <laughs> What's on your mind? Oh, it's on your mind. Andrea. <laughs> 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 <laughs>